Hey, I want to welcome you to another episode of the Mission Matters Money Podcast, your source for all things money. My name is Adam Torres. You can follow me on Instagram at AskAdamTorres. Keep up with my book releases, book tour schedule, signings, all that other good stuff. Always love to connect with you there. And as always, if you'd like to apply to become a co-author of one of my upcoming books, just head on over to the website, missionmatters.com, and click on Become an Author to Apply. All right, so today is a very special episode. So I have a return guest, Benjamin Inman, on the line, who's a managing member over at Inman Equities. And uh, he's also here because we just released a new book together, so Money Matters Real Estate Edition Volume 2, um, where, where Benjamin wrote a chapter on syndication, and we're going to get into that, amongst some other things. So, uh, But first off, Benjamin, welcome back to the show. I appreciate it, Adam. Thanks for having me. Oh man, so I'll, uh, I'm excited to get into this chapter in your writing. So all on syndication, um, and I, a couple of quick things that I learned a lot about. I'll just say going through it was number one, the benefits of a pitch book. We're going to get into that today because I haven't seen anything laid out quite as nicely as you did there, um, and some other things. But before we get into that um, in your writing, I do want to um, not assume that all of our new listeners caught your first episode. So first off, tell us a little bit more about what you're up to over at Inman Equities, please. Yeah, so you know, Inman Equities, we owners and operators of multifamily properties throughout the southeast, um, key markets that we focus in on. But you know, we purchase anything from anywhere from 50 units up to 300 units per property. Uh, we, we acquire portfolios at times if it makes sense. So, you know, we're right now we're still in acquisition mode. Um, you know, although we're in the middle of this corona thing at the moment, we're still active, uh, selectively active, I guess I should say. Um, and, you know, we're just as much focused on the operation side at this point just to kind of get us through to the other side of this thing. Yeah, that, that's awesome. Um, and I want to get into um, the chapter. So first off, uh, let's just start kind of at the beginning. And to the listeners, we're not going to have time to go through the whole chapter today or the whole book. But that being said, why? Because we want you to go out and buy that book. So there's going to be a link in the show notes. We definitely sell books. So um, pick up a copy because I want you to catch um, all, all of Benjamin's writing in this. But let's just start off from the basics. So why syndication? So what has that meant for you? So syndication is great. It, it allows you to scale. I mean, it's it's not for everybody because there are people out there that prefer to go it alone. But for those that want to diversify their portfolio and scale with the power of partnership, syndication makes a ton of sense because not only are you leveraging the power of your equity, but also your, your LP equities or your LP investors, rather, uh, to invest their capital into your deals. It, it really helps you to buy a lot more property and to scale much faster. So um, I, I'm, a, I'm a fan of that. And again, like you said, everybody chooses what they want to do, right? So meaning some people don't want to scale in the same way. Some people want to acquire a property or two here and there. But for like really scaling and doing some things, that's, that's the key. Um, and just to give people an idea that you're not just making this up, um, do you care to share just a little bit of maybe your history and what you've done in, share and, and syndication? Don't go have to go too far into it, but just to let them know that you are the guy to be talking about this. That's all. Yeah, so two and a half years ago, I left Cardone Capital. Um, you know, after I helped Grant build that company out a little bit, I decided to leave and start my own shop. That was two years ago. I went from zero units to 2,323 units in 24 months. Um, and that, just to put a dollar value on that, it's $192 million. And so we were roughly acquiring uh, almost 12, 12 properties a year, which equals to one multifamily property a month. 
um, that we were just just rapid fire. I mean, it was a lot of work. It's still a lot of work, but we were just grinding it out and hustling hard, um, and it worked. That's unbelievable, first of all. <laughs> Almost $200 million in freaking 24 months. Unbelievable. Um, but that, so that being said, um, I, just, I had to give – I hate to call you out like that, but I had to give you some context to the listeners to know why you were chosen to write this chapter. Like, you're not just saying it. Like, you, you're doing it. You live it. Um, so let's get into um, – and that's why I'm excited to get into the next part that you write about um, in your chapter, so the pitch book. Um, first, define it, and then give us some of your thought processes on it that you go through. Yeah, yeah. So really, a pitch book is – really uh, nothing more than an executive summary, if you want to call it that, of the deal that you are pitching specifically, as well as a brief history of your past um, as an owner-operator or your past if you have not yet bought your first deal. Uh, it's uh, just kind of a snapshot of why you're qualified to do what it is that you want to do. Um, but it also gives a snapshot of the team members that are at the table. Um, I mean, it's... It, can go into specifics on the deal itself. It can go, you know, you can keep it very macro, which I recommend keeping it macro on a on a on a one sheet, and then going into further micro level detail if that's what you feel like you want to do. But I'd put that in the call in the appendix or something because normally people don't want to be bogged down with that kind of information. Mm-hmm. But there are guys out there that do like that information. Um, so sometimes it's just good to include, uh, you know, all the information into a pitch book. But really, at, at the end of the day. It'll it'll contain also pictures of the deal that you're pitching itself, your, it, the deal specific, uh, the deals that you have in your portfolio now. It, it'll have pictures of those properties, little little snapshots of each of those. Nothing, no detail because that's not what the pitch book about. You're pitching a specific deal, or if mm-hmm. you don't have a specific deal yet, then you're pitching to a group of investors to hopefully get some attention and get some motivation behind you. Um, so when you do identify an asset, you'll have you know, ideally, you'll have investors sitting on the sideline ready to go. So a pitch book is as vast as you want it to be or can be as summarized as you want it to be. There really, there really is no hard and fast rule on what a specific pitch book is because it can contain multiple things. I love that, and I'm gonna and I'm gonna read this directly from the uh, from the chapter because I I learned a lot, and I, I feel like I've been around real estate just a little, but I never thought of some of these other nuances that you could only learn at from being in your shoes. And this was, and I never thought about this. I'm like, because even back in the day when I was, um, um, you know, doing little deals or trying to do little deals, like when I was just getting started, because I didn't have a pitch book or any type of system, I completely missed out on this. So you 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 wrote um, a pitch book helps you continue building your investor database. It's never too early to build out your relationship database of investors. Regardless, if you currently have a deal under contract or not, I, re- I recommend comp- continuing to build out your investor database um, before, during, and after your deal. Um, as you acquire more properties, continue to update your pitch book and uh, with your current own assets. It'll serve to continue adding to your credibility and building your track record. And I was like, that right there, that one little paragraph, that's the difference between a novice and a professional. Like that's the 100%. difference between a, a professional like who builds a business over the long haul. Like you can't you can't do the kind of numbers you're doing without doing these little things. No, and I'll add some perspective to that. So you know, when I was first starting out and raising capital, it you know, it made it, it was to the point where we started it was like sixty days to raise like a million dollars, right? I mean it takes us almost to the week of closing before we had the final dollars wired into the account. And that's stressful for anybody, right? And so in the beginning, 
I'm that's stressed just hearing you say it. I'm stressed just hearing oh, you say it. <laughs> I I've got, I've got another story that, that was you know, stressed me out. You're speaking about it, and it's, and it's way past us now. But, but, um, but the importance of that little snippet that you pointed out is this. So fast forward from where we started to where it is now. So our last deal uh, that we acquired like at the end of November, it was a $3 million raise, and we raised that money in a week. Uh, wow. So compare that story to the very beginning where it took 60 days or two months to raise a million bucks. Now we could raise three million bucks in a week. Um, and, that's, and that's all because I utilized those principles and really put everything into play because, you know, still to this day where we are now, uh, we are still building out our investor database for that very reason to the point to where even in the midst of the market where we are in now, uh, we have a deal under contract that we're closing on in 30 days, um, and I have to turn away investors because I'm overcommitted on the deal already, and we're still like 30 days away from closing it. And that makes you sleep good at night. And that's why it's so important that you picked out that, that little snippet in the chapter. That's mm-hmm. why that snippet is so important because, I believe me, the, you get out what you put in. So the more work you put into making that pitch book and the more you work that pitch book, you know, with your investors and never stop networking and keep building, man, it puts you in a good position because now I can I can breathe a lot better than I did when I first started because I can raise capital a lot faster now than, you know, in the beginning. Yeah, I totally, I totally, and if I was, like, I a lot of people, like, you know, write in other things like this, and that, that one paragraph, though, that's the one that hit home when I was, like, man, and I, I never, I mean, I went a different route in finance, so I wasn't, I never went into really syndication, but I remember even when I was thinking that route, and I mean, this is, like, right out of college, this is, like, I'm first deal or second deal, so I'll just put it in perspective, this is, like, the very beginning, and I was thinking, and I was thinking back, and I'm, like, man, all those people I talked to throughout the years and trying to put together little deals or trying to make it bigger, this, that, like I lost touch with all of them. I didn't, I don't know who they are, this, that, whatever, but they're all still investors. They're all still there. I don't remember their names. They don't remember mine, and that's a problem. <laughs> if, if I wanted to raise money, if I wanted to raise money, that is, that would be a problem, right? So for the young yeah. investors or even the more seasoned investors out there that are listening, I mean, don't underestimate like this, what, what Benjamin wrote in the book, and I mean, he's a living proof of what happens when you you do these systems over time and you keep building your track record and everything else you're doing. I, I love it, man. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. So Benjamin, um, I, you know, I can go over this with you all day long once we really get into it, but um, we're about running out of time here. I, um, last couple of last two questions, if you will. Um, number yeah. one, um, what is the right type of investor and or person to contact Inman Equities that you typically like to work with? Question number one. And number two, how, how do they reach out? Yeah, okay. So question number one. So I really like working with the professionals that are, you know, doctors, lawyers, dentists, you know, people that have full-time jobs that make good income, that have money to invest, but are too busy with their practice or whatever their career their career is to really break away from that to put into finding properties because it is a full time job. And so yeah. you know, this is this is all I do. I eat, breathe and sleep this industry, uh, probably more than most, because I'm passionate about it. I've always been passionate about it. And so for me, that's why I like those type of investors. But on the other hand, I also have investors that have sold you know, major beverage companies that have, impeded, they have repeatedly invested with me on numerous deals. 
So I like those guys too, but, you know, look, $8 is the same value in the hands of, you know, someone that, uh, you know, owns a landscape company or, or, you know, rides a lawnmower, you know, as a career or someone that's a doctor or lawyer. Their money is the same value, right? And so we'll work with any investor, but, you know, you asked me to specifically point it out, so that's the, the one that I specifically pointed out. Um, and as far as them being able to get in touch with me, so we're on all the social media channels, Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, uh, Instagram, you know, at Inman Equities. So it has it's the same username for every one of those platforms, at Inman Equities. Um, but you can also reach me in my email at binman at inmanequities.com. They can also find us online on our website at inmanequities.com. As, as always, I'm the crazy guy that always tells people you can you can call me or text me on my personal cell at 615-513-3088 anytime. Just like anybody else building a company, you cannot take a break. It's a full-time job. I feel like I don't sleep sometimes, so if somebody texts me <laughs> at 10 o'clock at night, they may get an answer. Oh, that's awesome. And I know you don't sleep. I don't know how you do it, but I do know how you do it. It's called freaking raising hundreds of millions of dollars in a couple of years. That's how you do it. <laughs> you ain't you aren't sleeping. You can you can sleep next next lifetime, Benjamin. I'm not worried about you. Uh, <laughs> well hey, uh just wanted to say thanks again for coming back in the show and it was an honor to publish your work. I know that a lot of the people, I got a lot out of reading it, um and I learned a lot, so I'm sure our readers will also, so thank you for that. Um and to the audience as always, thank you for tuning in. Hope you got a lot of value out of this. Don't forget, go to go check out that book. We'll have a link in the show notes. Pick it up. You definitely want to get the rest of what Benjamin wrote in there. Um, and uh, also subscribe to the subscribe to the podcast if you're a first time listener. We want you to come back and listen to us some more and uh, get some more out of this. So, Benjamin, thanks again for coming back on the show.